This week on Babe Talk, I'm talking with the band Molly Ringworm. This four-piece punk band is from my hometown of Galloway, New Jersey. Sarah is a singer and songwriter and lead guitarist. Johnny also plays guitar. Andrew plays bass and Nico plays the drums. They recently put out a new single named Timmy, but we talk more in depth about some of the older music like Frank's Frat and Good Old Boys. If you're looking to find the band on social media, head over to Instagram.com backslash Molly Ringding or Facebook.com backslash Miss Molly Ringworm. Or you can check them out on molly-ringworm.bandcamp. That's what's coming up this week on Babe Talk. And remember, Black Lives Matter, Protect Asian Lives, and Trans Day of Vengeance is every day. Hi, welcome to Babe Talk. We haven't done this in a very long time, but I'm very happy to bring the show back and bring it back with some actual hometown friends. I talk a lot about how my hometown of Galloway, New Jersey has been smack dab in the middle of a real rock punk hotbed called Atlantic County. And throughout my times, I met some wonderful people and then all these wonderful people lived no more than I think, what, 20 houses down from me, Sarah? Yes. Yeah. Right around the corner. (laughs) Right around the corner. So I'm very happy to announce that I have here some of the members of Molly Ringworm. Hey. Hey, What's up? Hello. So we have here, we have Sarah, we have Johnny, and we have Andrew. Would y'all like to uh, kind of let the folks know what um, positions y'all play in the band? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I'm Sarah. I'm the singer, guitarist, rhythm guitar, uh, songwriter. I'm uh, Andrew. I play bass. I'm Johnny. I play guitar, like lead guitar. Y'all family, you and Sarah, correct? We're yes, cousins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're cousins. Just some context for the folks at home, you know. So it's really cool. So yeah, so y'all have been a band also for the past um, how many years? I know you have a few. Um, well, you have an album out. You have a handful of singles out. One of the singles actually that just come out was Frank's Frats, um, alongside of a cover of um, I'm Standing on My Neck. Yeah, so that was like something we kind of put together a uh, like a little comp at the start of the lockdown. It's called Are You Still Watching? It's on Bandcamp. And it was like a ton of local bands doing covers of favorite TV theme songs. Johnny does a cover of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Drew is on there doing Malcolm in the Middle. And yeah, I uh, did the Daria theme song. But included that like on, on streaming when we put out Frank's Frat. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't on the uh, the Bandcamp version, but that's actually very cool that there was a, a local showcase of uh, talented bands in the local area, being able to like, you know, share some of that energy, place it towards a new song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when was one of the um, the earlier albums that, that came out or one of the earlier singles? Good old boys EP, I guess was like when we really were all officially kind of playing together, which was like 2019 over the course of 2019. And then stuff before that, the one EP, the tape one EP is just me doing four track demos. Before that, I think like 2015 was when I started using the name Molly Ringworm to record stuff and just like grabbing whoever to play on a track, recording stuff at school, putting it out. But I think we all started playing together and really regularly playing shows together like 2018, 2019. So it's been kind of like a a really nice rolling evolution of the band from kind of taking it from you, your thoughts, your soul and being able to roll it into a more recurring band type of gig. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, we've all been playing music together for so long. Who else would I have play with me? Like, um, so it just kind of turned into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So I guess um, one of the best things to do before we actually kind of dive into your music, you know, I think it would be kind of smart to pick apart some of the influences that kind of make up a lot of yourself. And I think I can start with, you know, just yourself, Sarah, before going into the band vibe, because I start to notice when you go into more of the demos, um, and even a lot within Good Old Boys, you're able to find a lot of singer-songwriter of yesteryear. You know, I know you have a cover of Joni Mitchell in there. A lot of the notes that I have for the music is very like diary entry, very open, not really, I don't want to say vulnerable because innately that comes with a lot of the feelings that you're kind of pouring out into a kind of like constant conversation between a listener and your thoughts. Where would you say that kind of comes from? Definitely Joni Mitchell is like a big inspiration songwriting wise um, and guitar playing wise. More recently, it's Elliot Smith, Fiona Apple. Well, that's not more recent. That's long time love. Yeah, those are like the the singer-songwriter people I love. Liz Fair is not the traditional singer-songwriter, but is and is definitely more uh, in the vein of the 90s indie rock that I love. She's also like super diuretic, open, and like not, not afraid to talk about her weird, crazy thoughts, which I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cool that um, one of the first notes I have here is uh, within Timmy. The self-reflection and like this kind of being one of the first projects that bring more of a polished sound, a little bit more structure to a lot of the, um, as you say, like in the bottom of your notes, you know, kind of just like a, a bedroom vibe, like a kind of spitting it out there, but really being able to hone down and um, be able to bring more to the table. And um, it's cool because a lot of what you bring to the table is just yourself. You can't really like evolve on that. It's so it comes from yourself. How do you see yourself show up in your music though? That's a good question. I guess I'm trying, uh, like with every song I write, to be more and more honest. That's how it comes through in the music. Like I, I'm not, I guess, exaggerating anything or anyway. And I think I'm like that in real life too. I guess I try to be, be as honest as I can about how I'm feeling. You know, whether it's expressed in the most healthy way or not. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, some we can we can revisit later. You know, we can just talk talk amongst ourselves. But um, Johnny, how would you say that being able to kind of have blood infused into the music, have you found yourself um, contributing in more of a way that fits Sarah's vibe? Or are you also being able to bring in your own influence into the band as well? I think definitely a little bit of both. It's hard to not bring my own influence into it Mm -hmm. or like, you know, the things that influence me and like influence maybe like I don't know, my playing or whatever, just simply because like, that's what I like to play and how I want to sound essentially. But I also always take into context kind of everyone in the band, not just the lyrics and melody, but also like Drew's bass lines, what the drums are doing as well. Andrew, same question that I kind of asked Sarah, like how, how do you find yourself also showing up in the music? Um, I mean, I've always loved playing with Sarah because as a bass player, I like to be more melodic and try to be not necessarily busier, but it'll upset me if I'm playing something that I perceive to be boring. So I really like to follow Sarah's melody lines with my bass lines. And I've always gotten good reception from her by doing that and other people. So I feel like 
you know, we've all been playing together for so long. Like we've said, it just works really well. I mean, you know, Johnny and I were in instrumental together since 20. No, I don't know. It's been like 10 or 11 years. No, wait, no. I started yeah. high I started high school in 2011, 2012, and you guys were seniors when I was a freshman. So 2008. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's been a long time. And then, I mean, it wasn't long after that you said, Sarah, you came to Charter. And I feel like it just made sense for us to all be playing together. I always felt like I fit right in with you guys. And you definitely have a similar vibe being cousins, like a lot of shared uh, influences and interests and stuff and like doing it either yeah. way for so long together but it's always just felt natural playing with these two that's very true playing together it's easy for our own styles to come through playing off of each other if that makes sense it totally does and it is cool to be able to have such a symbiotic relationship between each other a a lot of trust goes into that so it's like you guys are able to bounce off each other, but also feel safe enough to bring yourselves into the space and say, yeah, let's make it all succinct and be able to move as one. Beauty. And it's also very funny because also like, like Sarah, you, you were saying how you were like kind of looking back at the old work. Good old boys going into Frank's frat is a pretty hardcore jump to a certain extent. Yes. <laughs> I guess like, I think because our interests in music definitely are across genres for all of us, you know, we like all different things. I guess that was the, uh, the little punk number in me that had to come out at the time because, you know, stuff before is all like very indie rock singer songwriter. Like you said, yeah, that's definitely the, I guess a sharp turn for other, other listeners for me, I'm like, I don't know. It's just a, another one of my songs to me, but definitely different, even production wise, I guess. Yeah. Everyone has to write a punk song. Just they, they all do. Write <laughs> a passage. Mm -hmm. It's interesting uh, that you guys talk about production and, you know, taking new, new steps. Earlier in our conversations, you were discussing how y'all stay active, kind of pass music back and forth between each other. Is that kind of traditional to how the band writes music and kind of shares the musical experience with each other? Or in quarantine, is this kind of a new endeavor for a lot of y'all? I think we've always kind of done that. We're always like writing stuff and, and sharing. And even if it's not for Molly Ringworm, like Johnny's writing his own songs and sharing stuff with us. Andrew writes stuff and his project's called Roach Coach. We also like contribute to that and um, all work with each other. And we, yeah, we've just always kind of passed back and forth ideas or finished things for each other to listen to. As far as the community goes, because I think something that we all enjoy is just, and this is, you know, not every community can say this. We have a very large musical directory to kind of pull through before quarantine times. We used to be able to like just fill in for bands, just jump in bands, share bands. Andrew, kind of being of that same mindset, you know, you can play in multiple bands. What do you think is the importance of having a wide community to be able to create alongside of? It's definitely 
it makes it a lot easier playing with multiple different projects and just meeting different people that, you know, are like-minded and right off the bat, I can think of, you know, Tom that was doing Greenbrier and people, even like Julia Connor that you see at all the different shows and it really doesn't matter whose band it is. People like that are going to be there. I think that goes along with putting out a punk song and it being not really any big deal. Like it's all just kind of a cross genre thing. Yeah, I think there's such a, what feels like a small place, I think there's a big community of people and it doesn't matter if you're like a metalhead like Julia, like you're still at like an indie rock show and there's this, like Drew was saying, like a cross genre camaraderie and like wide diverse interests in the scene. Yeah. Johnny, how, how, how do you feel about having a wide community? I think it's good. Amen. That's it. That's all I got. That's good. That's good. Well, um, yeah. well, while you may not play in multiple bands, you do like being able to foster the youth. Do you think that with the recent changes in our social circles, you know, and, and the way that we kind of share experiences now, do you think that it's going to be easier or, or harder for individuals to kind of jump back into the spirit of um, writing music, starting different projects, starting different bands? Um, trying to compete with the, the influx of kids that are like, oh, yo, like, no, I've been meaning to play a show for like how many years now? Like, it's time for me to get back in this. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird time. It's tough because you can use it to write more music and everything. It's like, yeah. I, uh, help me out there. Yeah. For kids that I guess have never done, played in a band before, is that is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I do know that for myself, right? I take a look at this space I see a lot of my friends who have had to rely on music as a livelihood, right? And like, especially for our area, it's kind of not desolate, but we're not able to do that anymore. And we have to rely on different mediums in order to supplement our income again, or to push our music back out in order to like grind X, Y, and Z. But there, there's always a thought in my head. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, when shows come back again, like, yo, it's going to be like a movie. It's going to be like 1998, like all the college bands are going to start coming back and like, the whole thing that I can see budding artists, like those that took the opportunity to maybe learn an instrument at home, they're going to have to compete for space. I would say there's space for everyone. If they are feeling there's going to be a competition, then don't even be in that mindset to begin with. For me, it's never been, a, well, people have tried to make me feel like it's a competition, but if anyone's making you feel that way, fuck them. <laughs> I also think if we do have that like influx of new artists and just everyone's fighting at the bit to get more shows, more time, you know, like I see that as a huge plus. Hopefully if there's not enough space, then we can make more, maybe have more shows every week. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe we'll start our own menu. New exa one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like kind of going back to the community thing as well. It's like all of us have a very diverse interest in like whatever genre. I don't think it would be out of the norm for any of us to like be at maybe a metal show or like a local emo show or something like that. Um, especially when it's coming from people that we've heard before in respect and from new people as well. Sarah, you, you mentioned people trying to impose, you know, certain ideals and being like, what? No, fuck that. That kind of makes you think, should I ask a question about stale? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because I have here, who were you mad at? But I didn't want to exactly, because I don't know, like, was that the mindset you were in when you were kind of writing this through? 
Yeah, it wasn't like anger at one particular person, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know, we're all doing this just to have fun. Like some people take it too seriously. And when music is becoming something that like you're doing because, I don't know, you want to make money or you want to be famous or something, whatever you're making is just not going to feel real and it's not going to be good, in my opinion. And I just feel like some people are like, like, don't try too hard or think about why or like the motivation behind the things that you're doing. Who cares if it's marketable? That shouldn't be the the focus of art for me. That's what I think. Not saying to end all be all, but in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's having to kind of stay genuine to, you know, who you are, who the music is. Every time I post an interview, I tell people all the time, show up with your most authentic self and literally the entire time writes itself for you. That works twice as hard in music. Yeah, absolutely. So what is coming up for Molly Ringworm then? Because I love the trajectory. I love the wanting to kind of experiment more in different ways that you haven't explored before. Is that the new direction? Is it going to be a marriage of the two, the old and the new? Yeah, I think so. We're like pretty true to the do-it-yourself thing. So right now, I know Drew and I have been like passing back and forth some demos of new stuff and we'll eventually eventually be putting stuff out. I think one uh, long-term motto is no like... There's never been like strict deadlines or pressure to do anything since all of us are so busy. We're working, going to school, whatever. So the future plans are to just, you know, keep having fun, keep writing stuff. And yeah, more music will be on the way and it'll all be kind of different. Yeah. Are there any goals musically that you would like to accomplish with your new work? Johnny Andrew as well. I know I personally have been thinking, I guess, more big picture, like production wise. So kind of in the works of like also working with someone else who wants to keep the lo-fi DIY kind of nature to what we're doing anyway. And is like true to that, but also is like really killer at even making the drums we recorded into two mics and one track sound really awesome and full. So I guess like working with new people and trying to make stuff sound even better from whatever we've made before. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Personally, like I would definitely like to get more into at least just to learn more about like the production side and like what we can do to kind of make our songs sound better on that end. And always just looking for like new ways to express myself through my instrument, which almost becomes increasingly harder as time goes on, I'm trying to like draw from other places, but yeah. Yeah, I would say the same thing since we're not really doing anything live right now, focusing on production and how we can like take the, the song Sarah was talking about was, you know, when we play things live, they have this energy to them and this think that sometimes that's really hard to get on a recording. And that's something that we could do even from home. It doesn't you know have to be in a studio to get that emotion behind it. And that's always like a great thing too. Like Johnny was saying, you know, just being able to find new influence to be able to craft a new sound. There's not a, a finite amount of sounds that can come out of a guitar. So like same with anything else when it comes to production, you know, being able to expand your your creative reach and even being able to pull in new things from someone else's imagination, you know, can also be a really cool help. Yeah, definitely. Also, I don't speak for all of us, but for me, like, thinking about a recording of a song. I want it to sound like this is just a band playing a recording, but there's like, I don't know if I've ever really thought about that. It is a recording, like why not um, 
there's so much more you could do with it. Why um, make it something that's like, oh, yeah, we'll record it this way because, yeah, that's how we play it live or that's how we can play it live. I guess kind of expanding the way you can think about recording. Absolutely. Well, friends, I think that kind of brings a conclusion to our time together. Is there any specific things that you would like to plug in during this time period? Should I plug social media, Bandcamp stuff? Sure. Or like the local number for your ASPCA, you know? (laughs) I don't know if I know that off the top of my head, but (laughs) Um, I guess if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on um, Instagram is where I'm like most active, I guess at molly ring ding and our stuff is on Bandcamp and uh all the streaming things you can find us there if you want to take a listen molly ring ding at twitch.tv we stream among us yo um, actually also i just got a webcam and my boyfriend daniel just like set up a pc so honestly maybe soon you can Let's i've go. never i haven't ever played among us but <gasps> i was thinking about streaming the i love you colonel sanders dating sin where you <laughs> where you can date uh KFC's Colonel Sanders. So I don't know. It's a possibility in the near future. Yo, sign me up. (laughs) If you do that, you're going to have to also purchase the KFC console that they're looking to put out. Yo, oh my. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is actually a thing. It's a PC build and you can also keep your chicken hot. I don't even eat chicken anymore. (laughs) Go Google this. It's a real thing. I'm I'm looking into it. My morning star nuggets will be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be warming warm. up. Well, friends, I'm very happy to have spent this time with some real 609 down homies. I love and I miss all y'all. Thank, Thank you, you for having much. us, Ollie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I will be here for you each and every time. Be good to yourselves because you're the only you that you got. Talk to y'all later. Babe Talk was recorded on stolen Lenapeed land. If you'd like to know more about the land you reside on, go to native-land.ca. Babe Talk is hosted by Oliver Pleidel, edited by Kathleen Enriquez. Music and theme song written and produced by Cheem. The show wouldn't have been anything without Sammy and Ray. Thank you, ladies. Black and proud and queer as fuck. Trans lives matter. See you later. Bye.